0: I'm you. the
1: What's going on, everybody? It's your host Raw Morris. It's my first live stream, so bear with me. It ain't gonna be pretty, but we got the NBA draft coming up. Nah, I'll probably I'll probably do fine. But uh, just kidding. But uh, yeah, we got the NBA draft about to start. You know me, I'm a Celtic fan, so I'm gonna be checking in just to see how the Celtics do tonight. Are they gonna make some moves? Are they, is Danny Ames gonna be ballsy tonight? Um, what's what's what's? How is everything gonna? Who's gonna be number one pick, people? Is it gonna be Namella Balls? Gonna be Anthony Edwards, James Wiseman? A lot going on with that, and I honestly think it's probably gonna, you know, Minnesota's got the number one pick. Um, as you can see, they probably they got they they got a, they got they got a big Carl Town Anthony Town, So obviously Wiseman is out of, the, out of out of the question. So I'm probably gonna have to go with a guard, whether it's Anthony Edwards or Lamelo Ball. And I think Anthony Edwards is is the better piece. I think he's a little bit more physically ready to play right now than LaMelo is. LaMelo is I, – I think LaMelo has great upside, probably the biggest upside out of anybody out of all the uh, prospects. But uh, what was I going to say? Anthony Edwards is just more physically – Ready to play right now. Like, he's built like a truck. 6'4, 225. I mean, he's a physical specimen out there. Um, still got to work on his jump shooting, which that tends to be the case with a lot of guys, you know, that are physically gifted like him. Um, you know, you can think of Wayne Wade and all those other bigger guards that came out back in the day that they struggled shooting the ball. But Anthony Edwards is definitely, um, definitely worthy of that number one pick for sure. Trying to see what's going on but, uh, uh, To start I would just want to, s- to say That There's um, What was I going to say To start I would say Let's take a look at like the best players Available right now um, Before we the first pick. With. They're about to announce the first pick. I think they're going to give uh, the Timberwolves another 10 minutes, so it gives me a little time to kind of run down through the top players in each position. We'll start with the guards. Obviously, the top guard, I, I we just mentioned them Anthony Edwards out of Georgia, 6'5", 220, lead athlete, strong body, physical specimen, slasher, um, still gotta work on his shooting, and sometimes he's not motivated. But other than that, I mean the the sky's the limit for his potential. Um, second guard, I have Lamella Ball. He played in Australia in the NBL NBL League. Six six one eighty, probably the best passer in the draft. has a Has a lot of swagger to his game. Flashy player can. Do-it-all, rebound the ball as well. Has a big guard that can do a lot with his size. Uh, Pretty good wingspan as well. Very elaborate ball ball handler. Like I said, just like Edwards has a lot of upside, if he can improve on his shooting, um, sky's the limit for LaMilla Ball and his potential. My third guard, I have Tyrese Halliburton out of Iowa State. He's another long guard. He also has good point guard skills at 6'5", 175. Solid all-around player. can rebound the ball well. It's going to have to improve on his shooting, of course, which is, tends to be a lot, a lot of these prospects' issues early on. But he's a good slasher. He uses his size well in the lane to get to the rim. I mean, he's the real deal. Um, at number four, I have Ky- I have Kyra Lewis out of Alabama. He may be the most fastest player in the entire draft. End to end speed. Uh, he averaged eighteen point eighteen and a half points in college, which is really good. Solid shooter. So, I mean, like I say, he's probably one of the better all-around offensive players. I wouldn't say he's a high-skill-level high offensive player, but he just is, a, you know, kind of reminds me more of a De'Aaron Fox, uses his quickness to get by people, and uses that, for the most part, to get by his, you know, get by the defenders. But he also has a good jump shot with it, so that makes him even more dangerous to defend. You can't always, you know, you know, you play a Russell Westbrook defense on him or a Rajon Rondo defense on him because he can he, he can hurt you from the outside. So, I mean, I think he's a, he's definitely if he can round up his skill level, he's definitely has a high upside as well. Number five, I have R.J. Hampton. He also played in the N.B.L. as long along with uh, Lamelo Ball did. Um, obviously doesn't have the same upside, but does have good quickness. Does have a long body as well. Another another six five guard, but more plays more like a two than a point guard. Um, he he does have a slim frame. Does need to get a little stronger, but uh just playing against professionals is always a leg up compared to college. So that should definitely help him out a lot. Round up the guards. Uh, Killian Harris. A lot of people are high on Killian Harris. One of the better international players in this draft. Probably after, uh, Denny Ashi. Uh, the kid from Israel. Uh, he's from France. Lefty. Very good ball handler. Has to work on his right hand. He's very left hand dominant. But, uh, once he can, uh, figure that out, he'll be a really, uh, solid, you know, Offensive player slash playmaker for, you know, whoever team that gives them a chance. Uh, and then uh, to round it up, probably the, the next few, and we'll keep it quick with these so I can uh, get to the first pick. is only two minutes away for the first pick. Uh, Tyrese Maxey. He's a quick slasher. 6'3", 198, 2'8", guard. A uh, very high-level defender. Obviously plays for Coach K, a great coach at Kentucky. Um Shooting, I think his shooting is solid. Uh, he's a solid shooter, but I think he's well-known as a defender, and that's probably what his calling card coming into the league, and obviously I could he can defend on that. He can depend on his uh, three-point shot as well. And he's a decent slasher. I don't think he has the quickest first step. I think he can struggle because he's not a guy that can use the dribble to really uh, get by people. He's usually a guy that kind of um, uses his strength and agility or whatnot to get to the rim, which sometimes that may not be the, enough at the lead, at the next level if you're not a high-level athlete, which I don't consider I'm a high-level athlete. Um, next, probably the more skillful offensive players in the draft, Cole Anthony from North Carolina. Um, probably going to be a late first round pick. Um, beginning of the year, we all had him as like a lottery pick. I still think he might seek into the lottery. You never know with some of these teams that are in the teens that probably was thinking, you know, they want a high risk, high reward player. I think Cole Anthony definitely fits that uh, profile. So if you want a good scorer that can probably come off your bench or maybe someone that might start for you, I think Cole Anthony has the opportunity to do that. has to work on his defense, of course. But he's probably one of the better scorers in this draft, without a doubt. And then the last guy is, uh, um, uh I would say Nico Manning. I would go with Nico. I, I would, it was probably torn between Dio Medellin and Nico Manning. But I'll go with Nico Manning because Nico Manning, a little bit, little bit more of a better athlete, uh, than Madeline, but Madeline is a very good defender as well. But, uh, Nico Manning, better athlete, still fairly young, he's a freshman, a little bit more upside to his game, can shoot a three level player, can shoot on all three levels. I think he'll definitely make an impact in the league if he has an opportunity to course. It's all about – the league is all about opportunities. He may be a guy that might have to sit on the bench his first year, but I think, you know, once he gets his experience up, he'll definitely start making good contributions on a a team. He could probably be a late first-round pick, so he could be on a playoff team, which definitely would be the best thing for him to probably – you know, may not get an early opportunity, but he'll definitely have a, the best opportunity to really show himself on, on a bigger stage, which, you know, that's what most most players want. But uh, they're, they're just announcing the first pick, you know, see what the first pick's going to be. And obviously the first pick is the Minnesota Tim They have the first pick. All right, so the first pick is Anthony Edwards. So he's going to Minnesota. Not much of a surprise. It was, it was a little bit of a little bit of a controversy between him and maybe Lamelo Ball getting that first pick. Obviously, they weren't going to go with James Wiseman because they still have a Car Anthony Towns. But uh, yeah, it made sense for them to go with that direction. They did drop Jared Culver last year, but I think Edwards has more upside than Jared Culver. So I think he could step in, possibly compete for a starting job day one. So I think good pick. It's a good pick. I mean, you can't, can't miss that, but I just feel Minnesota's always been the lottery. Eventually they're going to have to hit on these picks. I mean, they hit on towns, but it's got to contribute to winning though. Uh, as I'm looking the some of the footage, they're comparing them to Dominique Wilkins on ESPN. But well, like I said, we're gonna get to the wings now. We're gonna get to the wings because we just rounded up the guards before we uh before they announced the second pick. All right, so my wings, my top wing. I like Isaac, Isaac Okora out of Auburn. There's some comparisons, some minor, minor comparisons to Kawhi Leonard. Um, I don't think, I think that's a little bit too strong, but I mean, if you look at Kawhi Leonard in college, I, I, he wasn't really, you know, showing who he is, you know, and then look, you, compa- you look at Jimmy Butler as well. Both Jimmy Butler and Kawhi Leonard. You would have never thought they would have rised up to what they are right now. And even Paul George, another guy that was an un- unheralded guy, went to Fresno State. A lot of people didn't know who he was in the college. So Isaac Okora, he, he did play in the SEC, um, played for a very good Auburn team. that did go to the Final Four. I think they went I think they went to the Elite Eight Final Four. They went far to the tournament, I, I remember. They went far to the tournament. They had that small guard, Harper. I remember covering them. I remember uh, that was like the first year that I stopped my pod. And it was like the first couple months that I started my pod. And I was covering that Auburn team that made it to like, the lead eight. So, uh, yeah, Cora was one of the top players. He ended up coming back the next year. I think he got hurt, believe it or not, that year. Uh, yeah, he got, he got hurt in the tournament that year. And then he ended up coming back. Um, I don't know how many games he played this year. I don't know if he was hurt some of the year and then came back later in the year. But uh think he had a leg injury that tournament that year. But uh I think he has a uh, high potential. I don't think he's Kawhi Leonard. But, I mean, it's hard to tell. But um, I think he's an all-world defender. Um, he's like he's 6'7", six seven two fifteen, So long arms a long-bodied um, 3D type of player that I think he's going to be able to defend most positions in the NBA, one through four, possibly. Maybe the five position, but I'm most likely he'll be able to defend one through four in the, the next level. So he's a versatile defender, and NBA uh, teams love that and a prospect. So, yeah, I think Isaac Okoro will be great. Just a quick update. If you haven't um, know what's going on with the trade winds or whatnot, um, it's been a lot of movement. You know, there's been rumors that James Harden's going to the Nets, uh Chris Paul's going to the Suns. Well, so that's official. Dennis Schroeder going to the Lakers. Just if you haven't, you know, you guys were sleeping or whatever, or just aren't, have your mind on other things. But I know I have my mind on other things. That's why I haven't been recording. But, uh, and then just, you know, work in general has been, has been hectic as well. But my first live stream, and I'm just trying to just, just see how this thing goes, you know. I probably could probably be terrible, but I feel like I'm doing okay, but whatever. Um, but yeah, so. And then, and then for the Celtics. Um, they have pick fourteen. I'm always gonna round everything to the Celtics because I am a Salty fan. They have pick fourteen. They have three picks in the in the first round, I believe. They have pick fourteen. I think they have pick twenty six, and I think they have pick thirty. I mean, can you use all those picks knowing that you have a roster that's full of young guys? I think you need a fucking. well I, I, I put it on um. Explicit, so I will be swearing a few times into this, but uh, you gotta you're gonna have to be more ballsy, Danny Ainge. You have to make some moves, try to swing for the fences, try to get yourself some more high-level talent to match with uh Tatum and Jalen Brown. I think you need a, a legit big, not someone that uh that's. You know, you're hoping and praying that could be a young guy that could develop into something. I think you need to actually like use these picks to actually get yourself a legit big guy in the trade market. So we'll see what happens, but I just think that's going to be a big, a big night for the Celtics to like, they got to make, uh, make something happen because before you know it, Jason Tatum will be his, it will be his, you know, Greek freak year. Where he's looking at free agency wondering are, are we good enough to win a championship? So, and you don't want to be in that position where you, you're trying to, um, do what, everything you can to get a guy to stay. You should already be in the works of doing that before that even happens, before that moment happens where it's, it's a chance that Tatum is going to be looking towards his team saying, why aren't we winning a championship? Why, why are we in position? We're falling short in the, in the, um, Eastern Conference finals. Why are we, why can't we, uh, get our team together to, uh, to beat the, a team like the Miami Heat? Why are we falling short against the Miami Heat? You know, those are questions that have to be asked by Danny Ainge. I think this team is ready to compete. You you can't make any more excuses and say this team is too young. I think they've already had enough playoff experience already, even though they are young, they are a fairly young team, they still they still you still need to like put this team in position, maybe uh add some veterans as well to kinda of give them a, 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 a give give them what should I say? Um yeah, just add some veterans to give this team some grit and toughness, some mental toughness. That's what they need because it just seems like in these playoff games, especially particularly on the road, which you're going to eventually play road games again. I mean, um, there won't be no more bubble anymore. So you're going to be playing some tough road games in the playoffs, and you're going to need to have some veteran leadership, and you're going to have to need some type of uh, big man help. Where you're not relying on Daniel Tice, but this is the second pick Warriors, so let's see what they pick. Smart. So the Warriors, uh, just drafted James Wiseman out of Memphis. The seven foot one big guy, 240 pounds. Didn't play, uh, this year. He was, um, he was, um, ineligible, I believe. Something I don't I don't you know NCAA suspended him for some something you know maybe he accepted money or whatever and he he was un, in, ineligible for, to play this season so we wasn't able to really see him play but we all know how great he was in high school he was the number one recruit coming out of high school McDonald's All American I mean his his potential his upside is 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 amazing so they they couldn't like not pick him at that spot um Warriors them to had a like legit big in a long time they've been kind of just you know doing it with star talent now they have a legit big uh this guy has a tr- tremendous upside and um i mean before um before the draft started, there was a lot of um a lot of reports going on that clay thompson uh Suffered a right leg injury, so I still think some people are saying like, oh, you should get a guard now to replace Clay Thompson. There's nobody in this draft that's going to replace Clay Thompson. So just get the best player available and James Wiseman is the best player available. Even if you think LaMelo Ball is, would, would be your best player available, I just think as a fit standpoint, James Wiseman is the best fit. For the Warriors. They got good guards already, even without Klay Thompson, they still have good guards, you know, behind Steph Curry. They still and then guards are guards are a diamond dozen. When you can get a legit big guy that's like a franchise big, you can't miss out on that opportunity. So that was a great pick for the Warriors. It should work out for them. Yeah, he's a monster. He's a lefty as well. Shot blocker. Has the whole package. Has the whole package. Can go inside. Um can post up, can shoot from the outside, block shots, rebound well. Like he's the whole package. He's a he's a he's a he's a franchise big. And that's where it's gonna be a huge drop off. After after these first three picks. I mean, it's like a lot of those players are interchangeable. Like, I mean, there's not really much ups, there's not really much high level caliber prospects after, the, after, you know, Wiseman, Ball, and, um, Anthony Edwards. So, the Warriors got one of those players. So it's for a team that, has already the makings of a championship-level team. They were able to get a guy like that. kind of reminds me of the Celtics. Celtics had a playoff team. They, I think they had a Eastern Conference finals bid, and they got Jason Tatum. So just think of that. I mean, I think the Warriors could do a lot more than us, though. I mean, they're just – we'll see. I'm just busting Celtics balls, of course. Yeah, lock my screen. I'm actually doing this on my phone. So if it's some pausing, I guess that's what it is, folks. But sometimes I'm pausing just to see what's being, what players are getting picked at certain times. So right the third pick, Charlotte Hornets are on the clock. Just so you know, if you're not watching the broadcast. Oh man, how do I lock my screen? Like, and I'm like scared to like go out of the out of the screen, because then if I go out of the screen, I might stop the stream. So, 25 minutes and I haven't really messed up yet or haven't fucked up yet. (laughs) Great, I feel so proud of myself. This is my first live stream, so I bet you like there's nobody listening to me, but whatever. Like, it's better than better to put myself out there and and see what happens, you know. Hopefully, I can use it as a recording after this. Oh, that was pretty quick. Yeah, it was pretty obvious, like, LaMelo Ball's left, like, how can you mess that up, Charlotte? And LaMelo Ball's like, yo, I don't not want to come here. I don't not want to go to Charlotte. (laughs) He's like, I do not want to go here. Why? Why am I going to Charlotte right now? And the worst thing is that Terry Rozier is there too. That is like the worst thing. <laughs> Yo, know, that is going to be a weird fit. Him and Terry Rozier. Terry Rozier is going to want the ball in his hands, even though he's terrible. He's still gonna want the ball in his hands. But like, there's no way he's gonna be playing over Lamelo Ball though. And Lamelo Ball is starting over him. Like, even if they play in the same backcourt, it's such a it's such a bad fit because Rozier likes the ball in his hands. But it's, it's crazy though. Rozier could talk all that, get all that money, right? And freaking Ding was out playing him what's his name thing was out ball, was balling him like what was that dude's name he was balling man when, hopefully one day I have a call in show that would be just so good to like have people call in but because um, it says like there's options to call in which is pretty cool but obviously, I have to get that set up. I guess. Oh, man, if I get if it, it would just come to me. I, I'll look it up right now. Look it up on my other phone. He played for um. He played for Kansas, didn't he? he? Played for Kansas. I can not remember one thing about me with players. I can remember where they where they played at. I would like, I'll get stuck on the name. But he was literally outplaying Rosier. And Rosier got all this money. They paid him all this money. And for him to like get outplayed and lose his starting job to someone that's like a rookie or a second year player. <laughs> it's like funny, dude. So yeah, he got LaMilla ball. I hope I can keep this as a recording. It's going be pretty fun to keep this as a recording, too. So, yeah. I'm, looking, I'm, looking up, I'm on the Charlotte Hornets um, roster page right now. Whoa! they look, bro, yo, how, yo, is this, like, re- pre-recorded, because I looked on the thing, I looked on the, um, the Charlotte Horner's roster page, and freaking Jalen McDaniels is already on there, Jalen McDaniels is a draftee, he's a draft prospect, so how the hell did they know already that he was on there, he didn't even get drafted yet on TV, Like, what the hell? But I don't think they have him on. I think he got traded, I guess, because he's not on the roster. Oh, Devontae Graham. Yeah, Devontae Graham. Devontae Graham outplayed Terry Rosier. Literally took his spot. Rosier was on the bench. (laughs) They paid him all this money, dude. Rosier's a system player. I don't think he was never, like, a lead. Was ever to be a starter in this league. He's he's a system player. He fit well in the system. But the Bulls are picking at 4 Let's see what they pick. I feel like there's a reach, though, for him. Patrick Williams, Florida State. He's like a wing. He's like 6'8". I think I have more. I was going to get to that. I was like the first guy I was going to get to with the wings, and I got sidetracked. But, uh, yeah, 6'7", 213, two two FSU. FSU has really good wings. I think Devin Verzel is a better prospect than Patrick Williams. I don't know. I think Williams is bigger. He's a longer guy. But I think Vizel is way more athletic he probably can guard multiple positions because of his athleticism well williams can defend too probably can block more shots i to me i like wasell better i just I, I i like i like the guy that's more athletic than the guy that's kind of cuz he looks kind of i looked some film at him uh, last night he just looks really stiff to me like he doesn't move like the fluidity how he moves is not like he's not fast fast like he doesn't jump off the page let's just say that he doesn't jump off the page but people like him enough to pick him at four I mean the Bulls want him but he, he, come on the Bulls have been stuck in mediocrity for a long time now so I mean I just think that's just another guy just like they got Window Carter uh, last year I believe I mean he's he's good man I, I mean he's not terrible I'm not saying he's not horrible. he's not like a guy that jumps off the page for a top five pick. You know, I want to get, if I have a top five pick, I'd rather, I'd rather reach for someone that's going to be a lead athlete type. Like I would reach for Vizell over him. That's just, that's just what I would, or I would have, I would have picked up, uh, Toppin. Toppin would have been someone I would want to go with over him. Just because. You know, Toppin's played against elite competition and actually scored twenty points a game. Like that's someone I would I would want in the top five. Someone that I know can make an impact. I think Toppin can make an impact day one. I don't know if Patrick Williams to make it. I think Patrick Williams is more of a role player than than Toppin is. I think Toppin has a chance to be a star. Not that he was re- not because he was good in college, just because I just think he just. Looks like he's going to be a more impactful player. Like, he jumps off the page with his talent level and skill set. But, uh, yeah, we'll see how it goes for the Bulls. I mean, see how it goes for them. All right, number five, Cleveland is the next pick. I'm sorry, guys. I need to make sure I announce them just in case you, maybe you guys are out or whatever. If anyone is listening to me, if you guys are out and – aren't watching the um the broadcasts or whatever get you to kind of know where you uh you know what's going on Cleveland right now is has the next pick they got about a minute or so left until they pick I don't like Florida State's program because they they put a lot of players in the NBA. They really do. Like if you look at the past ten years, like they put a lot of. I wouldn't say they get a lot of elite players in the league, in the league, but they get a lot of players in the league. Like they they get a lot of draft players, and they're really known for getting wing guys. They're really known for that, and they play good defense. but uh I'm gonna I'm gonna basically kinda tell you what the best available is so that way you know where how everything is gonna be so like we were just talking about Obi Toppin is my guy I would I would shoot for in his top 5 he's right now best available um Precious Achua out of Memphis, pretty pretty uh, talented player. Sadak Bey, Villanova. I don't really. I don't, to me, I don't really think some of these. I'm like, yo, Jaden McDaniels, really. Yeah, that was kind of weird to see Jada McDaniel's are already on the roster page for the Charlotte Hornets. Uh, I thought that was really weird. Like, how's that? How do they do? They know already? They got picked already? Like, that's weird. But, yeah, yeah, I don't really even like okay. You know why? Because I have it, I'm gonna have it. So I would say, yeah, Obi Toppin, Danny Ajabeth is the the uh Israeli born player is still available. O'Neki this is the guy I want for the Celtics man. But I every time I say things man, I just think he'll get snatched up but I don't know just to, I would love to have him. And, you know, he's draws a lot of comparisons to Bam at a bayou. I know I probably didn't say it right. It's just whatever. Anoka, Ekon Wu, uh, the big, big man from USA. I'll just say it, just say it that way. Big man from USA. My, also my, uh, top wing, Isaac Okora is also one of the top players available. Tyrese Halliburton is, uh, the guard out of Iowa State, Killian Harris, still available. Devin Vassil, still available. Aaron Nesmith and Precious, so yeah, that's just the name a few. Kyra Lewis is still available. Well, I love Kyra Lewis, one of my, you know, you know, the, the Aaron Fox of the draft, one of my um guys that I kind of adore in this draft. Oh, that was a reach, man. But they really like him, man. Bit of a reach. So yeah, so Cleveland just uh, drafted Isaac Okoro. So a bit of a reach, (laughs) but um, I I mean he's the next Kawhi. I mean, why not? If you, if they really believe that, and he is a great athlete, great athlete and a great defender. Mm-hmm. Just trying to see the footage on this kid real quick. Kyra Lewis. Yeah, that's some, I mean, they're showing some film of, uh, a core with Kyra Lewis. Just shows you that his versatility, he can guard, uh, point guards as well. I mean, the guy's a, guy's a beast. He can guard one through five. Right. That tends to be the case with a lot of guys that are, you know three and d type players they struggle from shooting three um I don't know if you know you hear that's Jay Billis in the background if you might if you're hearing it, I don't know how powerful my mic is, but it is pretty powerful. It kinda takes a lot of stuff out. I mean picks up a lot of things on the background.
0: one five. switches off inside, not
1: So Atlanta at number six, interesting. Gordon Hayward has been a guy that's been linked to to the Atlanta Hawks. They have the sixth pick. Is it possible the Celtics could could get that pick and maybe it'd be a sign and trade. I don't know. You never know what could happen. They usually announce trades later on. It may not happen right then and there if it's a major trade like that. So who knows? It could be announced later on. But, uh, I, kinda, I have a source for you guys. I have sources. So, this, um, I have a few sources that are saying that the Tim Wolves are trying to acquire Ricky Rubio, which is kind of (laughs) odd because Ricky Rubio played their, you know, that I mean, they drafted Ricky Rubio. So, last last time I checked, Ricky Rubio got traded in the Chris Paul trade. Um, he got traded to OKC. So OKC has been selling out a lot of pieces. They, they, uh, OKC just traded. Cause I believe they got, I didn't they get, yeah, they got Danny Green from the Lakers, right? They end up, they traded, this is a trade that happened, uh, earlier today. Um, they traded, um, Danny Green to the Sixers for the, for, uh, Al Horford. So they've been like, they're, they're literally just, you know, Trading away to a bunch of pieces. Steven Adams is also on the block as well. And Celtics are linked to Steven Adams. Um Seltz is also linked to um Lamarcus Aldridge as well. But uh as for that rumor, let me kind of dig into that one. Yeah, you know, Wolves are offering the 17th pick for uh for Ricky Rubio and OKC. But uh, that's just what I'm hearing. As of right now, that's all I really see. So, Warriors and Celtics had some trade talks, according to Matt Moore of Action Network. Um, Marcus Smart was on the table for the number two pick, and the Warriors decided not to do it. Obviously, they want, they love James Wiseman enough to kept their number two pick. Marcus Smart wasn't enough for that yeah so yeah this was a rumor earlier Okora was rising on the Cavaliers' board, according to Jonathan Wasserman, Bleacher report and as you can see it definitely uh it definitely worked to their uh excuse me, it worked to the worked to their nutrition as they were going to pick Okora at number five they loved him that much they fell in love with him. Please sense please man Hawks. Be... if anything pick it for us pick a combo for us Lane Hawks <laughs> please you will give you Gordon Haywood if you pick a combo for us and that's what they're hearing the experts are saying that on 2020 Hawks okay, so they guess they're right. So it's, uh, yeah, the guy can't say his name. O- Ogenke O-gen- O-gen- Okongwu, K- O-kon- K- O-kon- K- center out K- of USC. Yeah, He's going to the Atlanta Hawks at the number six pick. Hopefully the Atlanta Hawks are picking that for us. <laughs> I'm praying the Atlanta Hawks are picking that for us. Please, please, who's the who's the GM of the Atlanta Hawks? Please pick that for us. Please, like, do they did they like Gordon Hayward enough that they can they're willing to give us a Conway for us? Please, but would that even make sense for Atlanta Hawks because they're in Eastern Conference? Would they want to make us that much better? I don't think they would. But they have Clint Capella. That's what's so irritating about that pick. I just feel like they're picking for us, picking for us, dude. Why would you pick that? Clint Capella is literally the same player that a Conway is. Same skill set. Uh, defensive minded, pick and roll, pick and roll rim running type big. Why would you pick that if you have Clint Capella on your roster? Unless you're going to trade Clint Capella to us for Gordon Hayward, I'm hoping that's the case, man. We need to catch a break when it comes down to that. Hopefully that's the case. We'll see. We'll see. We'll see, man. I'm I'm, I'm hopeful. I'm hopeful, man. I'm hopeful the Celtics are going to strike some gold this this off season. I know they strike goal with Tatum. I know they strike goal with Jalen Brown, but we're it's still we're still falling short. So hopefully, if we can get a legit big, if it's possible, we get Clint Capella out of this whole thing, or or whatever they got from USC. But uh yeah, I a, a tr- what was I gonna say the trade for uh. I think this training was already announced earlier, though, but if you haven't heard it, Trevor Reza, I think, is going to the Rockets. So for the 16th pick and the Trades getting the 16th pick. So Rockets another team that's rebuilding. I mean, I don't I don't see them, you know, keeping hard in the Westbrook after this off offseason. Those guys are both gone, so they're going to start selling out pieces as well. Don't be surprised if they make a few moves tonight as well. This is the best opportunity to do it. Free agency is right around the corner. Why not get yourself some cap space? Shave off some cap space, as much cap space as possible. Maybe you can try to swing fences, get someone in free agency. Maybe you may not have to rebuild this year if if you're willing to get, you know, get the right free agent. Oh never mind. Pistons got Trevor Reza. That must have they they must have got them another trade. Because Reza wasn't on the Rockets originally. So the Pistons got Trevor Reza, the Rockets got the sixteenth pick. So that makes sense for the Rockets. Sorry if I misspoke that. Let's take a look at the best available as we're on the 7th pick. Bear with me. So the best available, they still got the Israeli kid, 6'9", 215. You know, they compare him to Luka, Luka Doncic. Obi Toppin, Killing Harris, like Killing Hayes. There you go. I just spoke it and they, Detroit picked them. Killing Hayes, going to Detroit Pistons at pick number seven. There's a lot of guys that are really hyping this dude up. I think if you go on the ringer, um, that's Kevin O'Connell's site. Um, that he has him number one on his big board. I'm like, are you serious, Kevin O'Connell? Are you serious? <laughs> like, come on. Like, you know, you know that he's not the number. You know he's not the best player on the on the board. You know that just because you like him doesn't mean you can. Just because you think he could be a star doesn't mean you could put him on the best player on the board. And he has a he has he definitely has a lot of potential to be a star player. Could be like left the next Tony Parker, the next left-handed Tony Parker. Oh, the Knickerbockers are up at number eight. Oh boy. Stephen A. Smith is probably watching right now, man. <laughs> He's probably watching right now. Let's see if they mess it up again. <laughs> Let's see if they mess it up again, man
0: mean this team the position you know obviously
1: yeah that's why I don't understand why were they <laughs> I just think I don't know, just to me don't know, just, it's kind of awkward to me to see it I don't know, I don't know. I just don't see, it. I don't see it en- enough. I don't see it enough. But it's like, it's just like he got like a, he got a blonde too. Like if you watch enough, <laughs> I need to stop. That's why I got this on explicit. I'm gonna definitely joke around a bit on here. Show a little personality. But uh, yeah. It just seems odd. Cause like, he's, she's clearly over like the, this, you know, this over the player's house. And, um, yeah, it's just, it's just, it's just she's, a, she's an all American blonde. Like, like, she's, she's, I'm like, whoa, like, <laughs> it just kind of caught me off guard, that's all. I, I'm not, I'm not a person that judges or anything, but it just kind of caught me off guard, that's all. Everyone has their, everyone has their taste and whatever they whatever they like, you know. I don't think I'm gonna last three hours though. That's the thing. I was, I said uh, earlier I was gonna last three hours, and I don't even know if I'm going to. But uh, I'm probably gonna just last. A, You know, maybe still the Celtics pick at 26 or whatever, whatever the Celtics last pick is. I think they have the the last pick in the first round. So, and oh yeah, the Knicks just, they, they, they they hired Tibbs too. I think that was a, I think that was a great hire though. Like that is, that is, this is someone that fits New York more than, than Tom Thibodeau. Like that was a great hire. It was, like, I don't know why people don't like Tibbs. Like, I, I love Tibbs. (sighs) I just think he needs, I mean, if you, if you, listen, I think Tibbs can make you a good defensive team. That's a fact. If you, if, if guys are willing to, to play for him and buy in, Tibbs will have the best, best defensive team, probably have a top five defensive team every year. If you have, if your players have buy-in. Now all he has to do is get someone as an offensive guru to match with his defensive, um his defensive, uh, you know, his defensive IQ. Oh, that's a great pick. How about the Knicks? I like that pick. I like that pick by the Knicks. They got Obi Toppin. Wow. Wow. You know me. I don't like usually the Knicks mess it up 99.9.9% of the time. But they might have struck gold with this one. Obi Toppin had a great season for Dayton this year. So, wow. National player of the year. Sometimes that's a curse, by the way. <laughs> Usually the National Player of the Year is end up bumming in the NBA, but I think he's got great upside. Even as a guy that's played a few years in college, like he has star potential. This is a pretty good pick by the Knicks. This is a really good pick by the Knicks.
0: I knew right away there was no more I feel like Duncan was ball for anybody. It just brings
1: a different type of energy to a team. I'll put it on the show but for everybody. I wasn't always this good at Duncan. Yeah, he's. This is a real deal. I mean, he was super efficient in college, man. He was ridiculously efficient. He was 64%. Think about that. How efficient he was. And, he, and it's not like he was shooting shots from inside. Most of his shots were inside shots, but he was shooting some threes too. So he was efficient player. Man. He, he's all, he shot from all levels of the floor. I think he might turn the Knicks around, man.
0: She said that she would have thought if it was an April Fool's
1: joke. How can you process this leak that you've made that has catapulted you to be an NBA water? ESPN always I'm trying to make things so emotional though. That's <laughs> I know it's like a good feeling when um the players get drafted. And it's it's a great achievement, without a doubt. I'm not taking that away from the players, but they always just have this thing. And they have Tom Rinaldi, and they always have these like I know I mean they're owned by Disney by the way, so I mean they're meant to like have these emotional type of you know segments and stuff, but it's just like more time you are coming home why is it so important to you but it's, it's definitely a good moment, um. And the Knicks I think they've made a great pick. That was a great pick by the Knicks. So yeah. What's available? Tyrus Haliberto. I think hold on. Let me let me redo that. I think I think then Tyrus get picked. But uh, let me check the rumors as well, I'm all over the place. Yeah, I really know that. She really said that. Dude, I don't want to go to Dykeman, man. <laughs> Especially nowadays, the way New York is. It seems like New York is really... I mean, it's so many lockdowns now, so... Probably everyone's inside, but... Is really kid still available? Tyrese Halliburton still available? Vassell still still available? Hopefully. I'm not gonna say anything, dude. Cause it just seems like every time I say something, the guy I want, it's snagged. So, (laughs) I'm not gonna say anything about that. I do like, uh, Celtics, I mean, they, they do have some options for picks. Jalen Smith is a guy I like. I don't like – see I, see how I like – verse psychology. I, I didn't – I don't really like Jalen Smith that much, though, because, I mean, I could take a league with Jalen Smith. So that's why I'm not going to say anything about the guy I want. The guy I want, I'm not going to say. I'm not going to say the Celtics are only, what, four picks away from being picked uh, – to picking their first pick in the, in the first round. Because right now we're at number 10. The Wizards are – take the number – hold hold on, hold on. Hold on. Hold on. Let me, let me double check it. Cause I gotta double check it. Cause we are at number nine. Oh, so we got one, two, three, four, five more picks until the Celtics pick at 14. Excuse me. I'm just praying that, um, they're able to, to get 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 the guy I want, I would. Just, if if not, they should do a Bill Belichick and and trade down, because <laughs> like, it's like yo, there's no one available. Like, if that guy is not available at fourteen, you trade down. You pull a Bill Belichick because there's a lot of there's a lot of guys in the second round I like. I mean, we're not gonna do you are not we're not gonna be on here for the second round. It's too late for that, but um. I would just say, you know what, it's not even worth it. Well, I mean, finally he got picked. So the Azraeli kid got picked. Denny, Azia, they keep comparing him to Luca, even though I don't think he is Luca. But so he got picked by the Wizards, nice pick Wizards, even though they're flat out in rebuilding mode right now. (laughs) Because, <laughs> I mean, they're, they're, they're looking at trading John Wall. They're looking at possibly trading Bradley Beal. So, it could be his team. I will not be surprised if it's his team. So, we'll see. So, if you are uh, on the road right now you're listening, Dazi, I can't even say his name. Dazi, I... Aziva. Daji Azerbaijan, out of Israel, has been picked by the Washington Wizards at number ten. And the last pick, um, the New York Knicks just picked Obi Toppin. May have been the best pick by far that the Knicks have picked in five years. <laughs> like, maybe we can go on probably the last pick since Jeremy Lin. That's a, that's, a, and I don't even think they they, they didn't draft Jeremy Lin. My fault. They didn't even draft you. That's probably the last time a young player has played well. RJ Barrett, I still think RJ Barrett's pretty good. So, I mean, then RJ Barrett pans out and then they get Obi Toppin and then, oh yeah, Mitchell Robinson. Mitchell, they did draft Mitchell Robinson as well. So, I mean, they're doing well of late. But before that, forget about it. The Knicks were continuing to strike out in the draft. So, of late, the past three years, they've drafted well. And we'll see. We'll see if it translates into wins, though. Because you can pick all the time you want, and it doesn't translate to wins. It doesn't matter. It looks pretty good. We're an hour in. I don't know. Just kind of just rambling right now. but uh, This kind of um, sh- should gears into something else real quick while we wait for the 10th the, uh, pick for the Phoenix Suns. They got two minutes to go. Um, we'll see how... Um, college basketball goals. I mean, um, if you ever heard of the announcement, the NCAA tournament is going to be in Indianapolis. It's go, it's going to be like a bubble format type of thing. It's going to be in one arena or, or a series of arenas in Indianapolis. Kind of like a, kind of like the Olympics type of thing. So probably they have four courts. If they have four courts, then that should work. Um... I would love to kind of. I know I've, I've had a hard time to really update the website and get a lot of things in right now, but if I can get maybe a top ten list of the um, top New England teams before the season starts, that'll be a thing I'm I'm working on, or I'm gonna start working on. Uh, and I think yeah, I should uh, hopefully I can get it sometime either before or maybe maybe the first week or two of the season, a top 10 list of the top New England teams. I just know it's just – I ain't going to lie. Really, the, the pandemic really kind of destroyed some of the excitement of the season because if you, if you haven't paying attention, college basketball may not have fans just like some of these college football games haven't had fans. So, and believe me, I've had to turn off a few college football games because I was like, yo, this is not exciting to me. Because really the main reason why I'm so into college sports or college football, particularly college football, which obviously I dabbled into that a few ep- last two episodes. I did a few uh game previews, you know, so that just shows you how passionate I am for college sports in general. It's going to be pretty disinteresting to see some of the top arenas in the country not having any fans. You look at the Cameron Crazies in Duke and no fans there. Michigan State, no fans there. Kansas, Rock Talk Jayhawk, no fans at, 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 um, at James Naismith Court at the, um, Fog Island Fieldhouse. That's going to be weird to see no fans there. No chanting, no cheerleaders, no mascots, no bands. Like, that stuff's going to really destroy the whole environment that makes college football more unique than pro sports. So, if I had to say that maybe my excitement level has not been the same since, you know, this whole pandemic has hit, yeah, I'll have to say that. So when it comes down to like making lists and stuff, when I feel like there's not much excitement behind it, and believe me, I love sports and it's it's, it's still my passion. I'm on a live stream right now that barely barely getting any views right now. That just shows you the passion that I have. But um, and we'll work on that. Okay, we'll, I don't think there will be. Hopefully this will be my last live stream that won't have any really any views, but I'm joking, obviously. I mean, hopefully maybe it does after the recording or whatever, whenever this does get recorded or on, on a replay. But, um, this is why I'm not on YouTube. Like I have to do more, more of a following and it's up to you guys to make the channel grow. So if anyone that does listen to the replay or doesn't catch the live stream, but does watch the replay, you're hearing this right now, you know, give it a like, follow the page, do whatever you can to make the channel grow. And before you know it, in a few years, I could be on YouTube, I could be on multiple platforms, I could be on with thousands and thousands of views that I didn't have while I was really talking to myself. And I can look back and say, oh, two years later or two years back I was talking to myself I really didn't think I was going to get any views and sure enough two years later because there was a few people two nice people that decided to add a follow or decided to like the page now they're listening to me so it's cool but yeah it's so always follow it let me hit the follow hit the like button you know, but yeah, it's already been an hour. I'm still uh, waiting on the next pick. Also, yeah, so the Suns just picked. While I was rambling, um, the Suns just picked Jalen Smith. So that's interesting to see that. See, see, see. Notice how when I say I name a player, I I, I just talked about Jalen Smith, right? I was like, all right, all right. I, the Celtics, I don't think, I don't want Jalen Smith, so I'm going to name Jalen Smith, but the guy I really want, I'm not going to say, because I don't want to jinx it, so, so that's why I said Jalen Smith, and I don't really care that the Suns got Jalen Smith, because I know, far as I know, Jalen Smith is a shot blocker, but does struggle with uh, rotating on defense, he has a hard time defending pick and rolls, so that. Just cause you're a shot blocker, it may not matter, because, I mean, and he's pretty good talent, he's a talented scorer inside, as you're seeing the highlights right now on ESPN. Very good talented, um, scorer, can shoot the three, he's a stretch big, but, but, he has a hard time defending the pick and roll, and that could kill him in, in the next level. I mean, you can see, that's why Robert Williams isn't playing a lot for the Celtics right now, because he can't defend the pick and roll. So I'm telling you, the guys that I want can do that. So I'm not going to say it. And I, I'm, not, I'm not saying I'm not, I'm keeping quiet at this point. I'm keeping quiet on players that the Celt, I want the Celtics to pick. I'm not saying any of those players. And right now I'm at 19%. So I gotta charge my phone. But uh. Into the live studio. See I don't really know how this works. I've seen some. few people here and there. Entered and out. But I'm just gonna keep talking. But yeah. if If you just. Um, if you just um, joined the stream or just started listening to the stream, the Spurs are the 11 pick right now. The Suns just picked Jalen Smith, the number nine pick. Um, oh shoot, I'm drawing a blank. But as far as I know, probably the the surprise of the night is the Knicks getting um, my man out of Dayton. Obi topping. Huge pickup for the Knicks. Huge, huge pickup. Right now I'm just gonna try to charge my phone. Because I'm on 19%. Celtics are just three picks away. If you've been following me, I'm a Celtic fan. So so I'm still awaiting their first pick, still thinking that they should be getting some trades or, or trying to position themselves to trade Gordon Hayward tonight. But I don't know if that's going to happen, but I'm hoping and praying that happens. Let's see. Let's see. And I hope he falls to us. Mystery player, I hope he falls to us. See, i don't I'm not going to say any any of those I don't, I don't want a guard though. Even though some of those guards I do like, I don't want a guard. So hopefully everyone in front of us picks, you know, picks who they want to pick. But you know, the, hopefully when we need falls to us, that's all I'm saying. Because we deserve to get a break sometimes. We deserve to. Put ourselves in position to win a championship one of these years. <laughs> I'm tired of being in the Eastern Conference Finals and falling short every single year. That shit, shit is so freaking frustrating. You don't know how it is to be literally on the edge of your seat at some of these playoff games, and you watch your team absolutely choke on themselves against the Miami Heat. Like that, that is that is a devastating feeling when you know you can kick their ass in the regular season, but then when it when it matters, your team chokes. Your team absolutely chokes. And like, all right, where did this Tyler Hero dude come from? Why is he so good? Why is he draining threes out of nowhere? Why is Marcus Smart just looking at him shoot threes? Like, oh, man. But <laughs> well, let me stop. Because this is, I I, I try to make this a national show, but sometimes my bias does come out sometimes. But anyways, the Spurs are just picking, they're picking at right now. Oh, I like that kid too. But that's okay, because I like guard, I don't want any guards. We got an athletic wing already with Jalen Brown, so that's Okay. They and that's they they have Lonnie Walker too, so they have they just added another athletic wing. That's pretty good. The crazy thing is Pogbidge is still there. Pogbidge has been there for so long. <laughs> what what Uh, Yeah, this is is the longest I've ever kind of went on on uninterrupted over an hour and 14 minutes. Alright, so let's take a look at some while we wait for the um because right now the kings are on the clock at number twelve. So let's take a look at some of these wings that haven't been picked yet. You got Sadek Bay from Villanova, six eight two fifteen. Um he has a pretty good uh pretty good jump shot. He's a very good jump shooter. A two-way type of player, can a three-and-D type of player, very good defender. Josh Green out of Arizona, he's from Australia. He's originally from Australia. He's born born and raised in Australia. Um, tell you what, there's a lot of Australian-born players in the NBA. He'll probably be another one that you know joins that list. He's a guy that can shoot the ball fairly well. Aaron Naismith, another good shooter for Vanderbilt. Another six six, two fifteen. Like it seems like a lot of these guys are at the same size. Like a lot of these guys are like six seven, six six, six eight. They're all way like two fifteen. Like it's like it's literally like the weight to be. <laughs> As a wing player in the NBA, or a wing wing player prospect in the NBA, two fifteen. It's like a lot of them are that size. Another another wing, Robert Woodard, the second, six seven two. He's a little bit bigger and stronger, two thirty, from Mississippi State. He played a little four in college, but he'll probably be a, a he'll probably be a wing player in in the in the, in the next level. Very good shot blocker, very good off the ball defender. Like I said, he played a lot of four in college, so we'll have to see how he'll, how that blocking prowess will translate the next level. Alright, so let's jump for some bigs. Before we get to that, the Kings have a pick. Let's we'll see what they're gonna pick. So okay, Tyrese Hobbert was I mean some said he was gonna be a top ten pick, but he slid. Then he hugged his mother before his girlfriend. That's funny. <laughs> I'm playing. But that's cool. He has a nice suit on with flowers, got the Will Smith. Um but his like I think that's his brother in the back. I think. We both got like this a similar type of suit or blazer. Yeah, he's a passer. Tyrese Halliburton is a passer, so he'll be more like a kind of like a Jalen Rose type of player, like a point forward. Like that's what Tyler Halliburton is. So that's a pretty good pickup for the Kings. They got themselves a point forward type. Someone that, you know, you know, as Fox is going to be and Buddy Hill is going to be a guy with that they need the ball in their hands. Tyler Halliburton can kind of play that complementary role on their team. It's a nice pickup. So we got. Uh, New Orleans next. I think they have the 12th pick, I think. Okay, the Celtics are next after the Pelicans. So I think might... Mike- I don't know. I'm not going to say anything. <laughs> I'm not going to say anything, man. I am not going to say anything. No, no, no. I'm not going to say nothing. Will the best available. So yeah. So yeah, if I was if the guy is unavailable, available, trade, trade down like Belichick. Cause there's, the bigs, there's more bigs in the second round that I would go with. Like, I like, uh, Azubuki, the kid from Kansas, but, um, he's, you know, he's a, he's gonna be a second rounder, so. Some people don't like him because of his attitude. He's not really motivated, but if he can motivate, we'll see, you know. I think they would would reach for him. I would would reach for him. I would trade down if if you have to, you know. I'm not saying why. I'm not saying how. But if you have to trade down, you have to trade down. That's all I got to say. 'Cause there's a lot of guards that you don't need right now. That's all I'm saying. There's a lot of guards that you just don't need right now. So if you have to trade down, you have to trade down. I know that's not known to see you're not known to see that, but it should be a new strategy for if you if your guy gets taken you trade down. <laughs> it should be a new strategy. I'm not saying anything, man. But if they lost Drew Holiday, which they did, they would be looking for a guard right now. That would make sense for them to look for a guard because they did—they just traded away Drew Holiday. And we all know Eric Bledsoe. Come on, man. Are you the like? Are they really dependent on Eric Bledsoe to be the future of their team? Come on. Usually, when you trade away a guard, you're probably saying, you know what? Let's see if we can get someone in the draft. That can be somewhat of a replacement to what we had in Drew Holiday, so I think that's where they'd probably be leaning at. They'd probably be leaning for a guard.
0: Mm-hmm. 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 Mm-hmm.
1: Oh, yeah, they never yeah, seen have Zion, so why not get yourself a point guard to play with Zion, you know? that would, that would definitely make the most sense for the pelicans It's going to be interesting Celtics are the next pick, man It's going to be interesting Just to see what happens, man
0: Oh, man
1: Kind of just search for more content, guys. Because I wanted to talk about more than just the draft. Sometimes it would be some dead time, and I want to fill it with other topics or other things to talk about. See what the Pelicans picked. I think that's a great pick. Man, they they they're, they're pretty good at making picks, man. That's a nice pick for them, man. He's pretty close too, man. Pretty close to home. Played for Alabama. Kyra Lewis Junior got picked by the Pelicans. And then they have the other kid, um, that's uh Shy Gillis's uh cousin. So they have him that would you know, he came from uh Virginia Tech. They drafted him last year, they drafted him, they drafted the Hayes kid from Texas, along with Zion. So they they have they've really done well drafting, man. They've done they done well with it, man. Uh, yeah, so it's up to Danny to actually make the best move at this point because the guy that's available is available. So let's hope that he makes the smart move here. Let's, let's hope he doesn't overthink it because the guy that's available, it, I don't think he's the, he may not be the best, but it's at least something to put out there, you know? It's still something to put out there. Something that could you know make that could make a difference, you know. But I'm waiting to see how high school basketball is going to be. Like, that's going to be the thing that I'm trying to figure out. Particularly locally. But, uh, all 50 states. I'm in English, right? I'm trying. Okay, so. Right now, I'm on. Uh, so I'm doing a little research while I'm on this live stream, folks. So uh I'm going to look up for – I'm going to look up – MaxPreps has an article, according to MaxPreps.com, they have an article listing the top teams in each state. So I'm going to line up, you know, all, all the New England states, Cause if you've been paying attention to my podcast, which I've had 40 episodes already, I really have done a, a, I've done, I feel like I've done a great job of covering, you know, high school basketball in the New England area more than possibly any, any person has ever done before. Like at that level. Unless you're like following like local newspapers and stuff like that. So I actually like put it together all in one. You know, all in one podcast covering local high school basketball. I think I've done a, I think I've done a fairly good job. So let's take a look at what Max Prep has for the New England states for up this upcoming year, the top teams in that state. And then I'll see if I agree. <laughs> Cause I think I know a thing or two about a lot of these schools locally. So Max Prep has Wincer, which Winters um, from Connecticut. So I'm going to pause that. We'll get right back to that after you see what the Celtics are going to do. They have less than 50 seconds to go. We all know this is, this is my team. And as you could show, I showed a lot of, a lot of, um, a lot of bias earlier in the show. <laughs> Talking about how frustrated I was with the Miami he beat us in the Eastern Conference Finals. So let's see if we are willing to look towards fixing some of these issues that we have. The ESPN's kind of breaking down the, you know, the free agents and and all the drafted players and the players, uh, um required by trade. So They're, they're, they're going way back to like the 08 days. Yeah. Definitely bench scoring is a huge issue last year. Huge issue. We was hoping that Carson Edwards would have been that guy, and he never was. Still he still he still has a chance to be that, but just wasn't that last year. I just don't think he's I think he's a role player though but they they kind of talk about so a few wing uh, Jay Billis he's on ESPN kind of just saying oh, naming all these wing players that we kind of don't need that we're trying to get rid of wings why add another wing to the team that already has enough wings and guard players and perimeter players itself you need to really beef up the interior see what they're going to pick. Celtics are picking at 14. Let's see what they're going to pick. Yeah, right. They're active on draft night. They have So Aaron Neesmith. I mean, I actually like this pick because he's a really good shooter. They need shooting desperately. Like they need that more than anything else. And they probably can get, they probably can get a, a decent big in the second round. So I actually think that's actually a really good, a really good thing to get Aaron E. Smith because he really gives them a pure shooter that they haven't had. They haven't had a pure shooter. So, he, the guy averaged almost, the guy averaged 20 points a game. I'm gonna just, oh man, let me quickly look at the highlights real quick on this kid. Aaron Niesmith, Vanderbilt. I think it was a smart move, because you're gonna, need, you need shooting more than anything. And they already got the walk in the bosses already, dude. Jeez. Already. He looks like a pure shooter, too. That's what I like about him. Like, he looks like KD a little bit the way he shoots. He definitely like KD on how he shoots. He's got, like, a stand-still type of shot. But, man, we have so many wings. You better get it to Gordon Hayward, dude. <laughs> At this point. Because you, you consider him another wing. see that's that's what we're missing we need a guy shooting off the screens
0: yeah
1: that's He shot 52% from three. That's ridiculous. I think he got hurt though. So I mean, that's kind of kind of iffy because he did get hurt. But um, yeah, we still got the 26th pick, and I still think we got plenty of centers that are that could be available at that spot. So. He needed a shooter and he's definitely that. He's definitely a shooter. Shoots the ball kinda of like KD. So I mean, I think that's, that's definitely a good pick up for the Celtics. Alright, so we'll get back to that. We'll let you know what the, what the Lando Magic pick in just a second. Oh man, Clay two point oh come on. I mean he's a good shoe, but he's not he's not Clay Thompson, man. I mean they just they, they lotta make these comparisons that are just off base Like I'm on YouTube right now, just looking at uh Aaron Naismith's videos. So good job for the Celtics, they finally kind of filled the role, uh filled the need. Because they really needed scoring off the bench. So, that Naismith kid could definitely step in and be like a a, a big guy that can shoot the ball. Spread the floor out for Jalen Brown. Spread the floor out for Jason Tatum. I think that you definitely needed a guy like that. Yeah, I was on max prep. Where was I? That's what gets me so mad. Cause I was on max prep, right? Oh
0: my god. Where is
1: my history at? Well, yeah, I'm still learning about this phone. Got this home recently. I know this is bad radio, but well, let's give you the best available for right now. The guy that I wanted, he'll be gone soon. His precious—I didn't want to say his name—precious Ajua. Ad, he's still available, but if you believe in Robert Williams, you say, "Oh, he's basically—that's what—that's basically Robert Williams in a way, right?" If you still believe in Robert Williams, but you probably can get more of a true true bulk uh brute force center in the second round. There's a couple of them still that're gonna be available, hopefully they're willing to take a chance on one of those guys, and no freaking Brad Stevens loves to he loves you know stretch bigs and 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 guys that can shoot the three but uh. Who's the top scorer? He's being kind of like listed some, you know, positional needs. Um, Tyrese Maxey still available. The bait kit for Villanova still available. Cole Anthony's still available. R.J. Hampton's still available. So they see. I love it when I say. Oh, I literally might say. Is that? It? That's Spike Lee? That's so weird. But you would think you would think that he would know them because Greg Anthony's from New York, right? Or Cole Anthony's from New York. So I I mean small world, but Cole Anthony's from New York, so that's probably why he was there. You know, they all know each other in New York. So Cole Anthony was able to um go to the Magic. Yeah, it's so funny how I'll say I'll say like I literally will say exactly what's exactly what's being picked, and the, the person will be be picked by them. It's crazy. Josh Green still available Theo? Madeline from France is still available. Jada McDaniels, which, wink, wink, could be going to the Hornets because I found that on the website. <laughs> it's so weird. Nico Manning, still available. Robert Woodard II second still available. If Brad Stevens is so dead on having, you know, playing small ball, maybe Robert Woodard would be the best fit for us. <laughs> I don't know. Like, he's dead on having small guys play for them. Like, he doesn't – he's allergic to big men. So, maybe Robert Wynn would fit the need that we need and also be a small guy. So – Cole Anthony's, Greg Anthony's dad. You guys are watching the broadcast on ESPN. He's getting emotional.
0: This dude has,
1: is probably one of the hardest I've it. very in life. they have, yeah, they have this green were better. Thanks. In, in and late, in later on in the draft, so I think it was great that the Celtics shop for Aaron Naismith. got themselves a nice guy that can flat out score the score the rock, someone that can spread the floor for Tatum and, and Brown. I'm trying to get back to that Max Prep article. Like, come on, dude. Yeah, found it. Like I was on Connecticut, right? They have Windsor. And they listen, Windsor um Like I said, I'll, listen, I'll break it down for you guys. I can't, I can't wait to break down these rosters and these high school teams. I can't wait to break these things down. Like I really can't. Like I said, I I talked about COVID kind of messing things up and making things kind of like, like not normal. But it's still fun to kind of get into these high school rosters and break down who's the best team in Connecticut, who's the best team in Massachusetts, who's the best team in New Hampshire, who's the best team in and, and maine it's always fun to kind of break that down i enjoyed breaking down players down in the top 100 the rings in thats top 100 list i'm sorry I, I may not have a list for this year but it's just not a normal year folks so next year will be the year i'll i'll get right back to making a list for 2021 next year will be for sure i'll have a list for 2021 hopefully we're it'll be a more normal year. This year is not a normal year. We're heading into a a new dynamic into the next year. Hopefully, I'm praying that that's going to be the case, and we'll be back to more normalcy next year. Hopefully, we'll be back to a, a more momentum for this whole you know, for to to this year to having a live stream where no one's not listening to to having a live stream where two hundred. People will be listening to to having a live stream where thousands and thousands of people are listening to because believe me, I support other, other, you know, podcasters that, that do feel those numbers. And I want to be on the other end being that type of podcaster doing what they feel they, they're able to get those type of numbers one day. So, but like I said, um, it's a process and I understand that this is all a process and. And I'm willing to take I'm willing to go all the way in that process. So this is kind of a reach here. Um they Isaiah Stewart um out of Washington. So the Trailblazers got someone that's kinda, you know, in the area where they're at, um, pretty close to home. Isaiah Stewart. It is a reach, but I don't really think it's that much of a reach. He was going to be a first rounder. So maybe they, you know, we, they kind of expected him to be in the twenties, but it's still uh, a good pickup at where they at, where they would want him to be. You no know, kind of rambling right now. Almost two hours in. I don't know, man. I don't know if I can last. Three hours by myself. It's kind of tough to do. But, um, before, like I said, I want to, like I said, Windsor is the pick for Connecticut for Max Preps. I mean, Windsor's losing a lot of talent. They lose, they lose Corin McKeithen, Amir Spears, and they still think Winsor is better than these Catholic. East Catholic lost some talent too. They are losing some talent as well. Um according to Max Preps they they think Winston's still gonna be good. So Minnesota just got some project big out of Serbia. The guy's like seven foot tall, under two hundred pounds, so he's clearly a project big. But uh yeah um, what was I gonna say? So yeah, Windsor.
0: Like I said, I had
1: to like look at the roster and break it down. I really don't really know. All I know is they lost a lot of talent in Mar in, in Amir Spears and in Corey McKeithen. So that's gonna be kind of tough to replace. So the next New England State that they think Hampton Academy, which won it all last year, Bryce Lazier was the Gatorade player of the year in Maine. That's a tough guy to replace. <laughs> Maybe the best offensive player that we've seen in Maine in a long time. So But Hampton is they're talented, but I don't think I don't know, man. I think Maine is probably one of the more competitive states. As I, as me covering Maine last year in their playoff, you know, all the playoff performances, I thought there was, I thought that was the most competitive state. Massachusetts, you can say Massachusetts is competitive. You can say Connecticut's pretty competitive. I think Maine is maybe the most competitive. Maine and Kentucky, it, it, not Kentucky. Maine and Connecticut may be the most competitive, and then Massachusetts is third on that list. Connecticut may have the more highly caliber teams that might actually compete with other national teams, but I think Maine is the most competitive because they have a lot of high-level teams in Maine. Do they compete nationally? Hell no, they don't compete nationally, but they're competitive. You know what I'm saying? Like, You know what I mean by that? They're They're, they're competitive. Like, there's like six or seven teams that are highly ranked. I think Connecticut's the same thing. Connecticut is very competitive. Maine is very competitive. So, Hampton, I don't know. I don't – it's going to be tough to just say – you could just say flat on Hamlin's that when you lose a, I mean, a Gatorade player of the year in Bryce Lazier. I mean, that's tough to, to – that's tough to replace. But well, we'll see how, let's see if they, they, they can do it. This, Max Prepp says they can. Lynn English, that's pretty obvious. Lynn English was dominant last year, and they're, they're probably going to be dominant again. Because Adam Ian Basmus is coming back, the 6'7 um, big. He's a senior, so. And I think they have another big that's, I think they have Gene Baptiste as well. I think they have Gene Baptiste. Uh, Dean Baptiste is coming back for Lynn English. I have to check that. But um Basmus is definitely coming back. And I think he'll be one of the better players that could be, he could be all league, he could be all league, he could be all state. So, I think that's, that's pretty obvious Lynn English is going to be the best in Massachusetts. If it's not them, then it's probably going to be um to other school, they're, they're very young. St. John's. St. John's is very good as well. Keep an eye on St. John's. They have a high level big as well that's coming back. And they had a fairly young team last year. I think St. John's, if it's not Lynn English this year, then St. John's could definitely beat Lynn English when it comes down to players. Obviously, they don't play. They don't play a lot of. You know, they're not going to have the schedule that Lynn English is going to play. Non-conference wise, or I don't even think, that's the thing, COVID's gonna kill a lot of those non-conference games. I mean, Lynn English played in in North Dakota last year. I mean, they played, they played a great non-conference schedule. But I, I mean, I mean, they played nationally. They played against teams nationally. So, they weren't, they didn't really, they weren't really all that great competing in those games, but they still played against national teams. That's still saying something. I don't think St. John's can say that about their non-conference schedule, even though they, I think they're a fairly strong team, so I think, all, I, all I'm saying is it when it matters most who's going to win in March, that's what I'm talking about, St. John's has a really good shot to knock off Lynn English in March, that's all I'm saying. all right guys i might have to wrap this up because i do have to work tomorrow and um but not not at this moment okay i'm gonna try to last for maybe another 20 minutes or so Believe me, I wanted to last for the whole first round, but this thing is getting, it's gonna get kinda late. See, that was the team that they played. They played the Yankton. Like, that's the top team in South Dakota. Letting English be played against the top team in South Dakota. That is, that is ridiculous. That's, that's saying something. Like, not, I'm not saying that South Dakota is a freaking basketball. Um, I'm not saying that South Dakota is a basketball. Um, You know Hold on a second Is that a basketball hotbed No it's not a basketball It's not a basketball hotbed But it's still the top And bro They have a Wisconsin commit by the way Michael Moore's is a Wisconsin commit That plays for Yankton So Just think about that Lynn English played them last year Lynn English plays against good players. I mean, like that's those are D one players that are on or D that's a D one player that plays on that team. So that's saying something. I mean, Adamas Osbaldnes could be a D one player. He has a really strong year. Uh, yeah, for, for New Hampshire Portsmouth um i i to me i don't really know about um portsmouth that much all i know is that um extra you was has been dominating that has been dominating d one for a while now extra and salem so Portsmouth was a team that kinda came on the rise last year. But, um x has been, really been the team. So. But, uh, Portsmouth, if they really need Portsmouth, then I'll, just, I'll definitely look into Portsmouth to see if they're a top team in that, in that state. But they, they, I thought they came on a lot. I think they came on last year. They weren't before the year. Before last year, they really weren't that talented. That's obviously, you know, New Hampshire. Sorry, I did, I did Mass. I did New Hampshire. I did Connecticut. Now we got to do Morale. Bishop Hendrick. Yeah, there's no surprise with that one. Sebastian Thomas is coming back. Very talented kid. So Bishop Hendrick. again. Also keep an eye on North Kingstown. They did. They did lose. Um, what's that kid's name? I'm drawing a blank with him. But uh, North Kingstown. You know what I'm talking about. I covered North Kingstown a lot last year. And the Vermont Rice Memorial. That sounds about right. They got the my, Michel Naj... Oh, I can't say his name. Naj... 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 De we we'll have to see how how different he will look. He, aver- he averaged 26 points a game last year. But he's a small kid, though. But he's extremely, extremely fast. Alright, so the Brooklyn Nets uh, just drafted Shadiq Bey out of Villanova. Like I said, it would be a nice fit around James Harden, Kyrie Irving, and Kevin Durant. (laughs) Uh, That's the way it's looking like right now. He won the Julius Erving Award, that small forward in, in the country last year. Yeah, but that kid, uh, Precious, is falling, though. I don't know what's going on with that kid. I for sure thought the Celtics could have possibly picked him at 14, but he's falling pretty fast. Probably the one. There's always one player that falls, and we don't ever know why. Is that precious? Uh, yeah, I mean, he's a little undersized. He's only 225. You know, that's not always the best size. But man, he's a, he's a dominant, dominant player in college. Play all over the floor. So, oh, a good play. man. A a but G. Not only the there's a lot of a lot play. of good players that's that come out of Illinois. over Wow, okay.
0: Steve Nash, the coach, the Warriors, so join us now. So, what's it in uh, has been incredible. You know, first of all, a solid draftees, uh, I remember it. Well, and uh, they hopefully enjoy this with their families,
1: but uh, for us, uh, it's been. exciting. Dang, they're gonna have a, yeah, a wagon, Steve uh, Nash with Brooklyn Mets. Pro. They're gonna have a wagon with with James Harden.
0: Well we're we're you know, we're trying to contain data I think uh is something that we're not gonna try white folks, we realize that there's a long path towards that we have to you know, take this process and build a team that is focused and connected uh as a proper experience because it's not all
1: just about you know the names on the roster, it's about how we compete together. So Sorry I'm just I'm pausing I'm just kind uh, of just focus yeah. on this interview. Steve Nash is getting in if you don't need SPI. I grew up watching Steve Nash, it's kind of just surreal that he's a head coach. I just it's always surreal when like players you grew up watching end up becoming head coaches like makes you feel like you're old. Like, I felt like I've watched his entire career, too, which is crazy. Like, i literally watched his entire career, and he's a head coach. Like, it just really makes you a goal. that? <laughs> All right, guys. But I'm probably gonna have to wrap this up. It's two hours, and things are definitely getting kind of um. Things have definitely gotten real, but uh, I will probably have another. I should. I don't know. I, you know me, you know how my schedule is, but I probably have a quick little show, maybe possibly maybe at the end of the week to kind of brush out the rest of the first round. Um, Also, you know, name a lot of the second round picks and kind of see how they fit on a lot of these teams and kind of just basically just give you a review of the draft. It was nice to have a, a, a live stream, a two-hour live stream at that, and kind of talk about, you know, all all that what's going on. And really, I got I went through. Well, how um, before we end it, let's see what the Heat pick before we end the stream. Let's see what the Heat pick, and then I'll end the stream with that after this because that's a pretty intriguing team to see what they pick. Because they tend to be a pretty good team that's been drafted fairly well in the past few years. Tyler Bama Bam Adebayo, where, that Duncan that Robinson, future, Robinson even though I think he's an undrafted free agent, so they still have, a, they definitely have an eye for talent. I wouldn't be surprised if they got Tyrese Maxey. I wouldn't be surprised. They could use a point guard, though. Great. So they got another big... Yeah, he was a freak of nature. So the Miami just picked up precious at The guy that I really wanted. Thought the Celtics could have him because he's another Bam at a volume clone. But uh yeah. He has a like I said, he does have a great motor, man. so they like BAM so much they say you know let's get another just to get another BAM just in case you know BAM ends up leaving us <laughs> <laughs> interesting doc alright so we're going to end it end the, end the stream we will definitely um, have a review at the end of the week on what would happen tonight in the first round, also in the second round we'll also um we'll also um name notable picks you know you can't go through the whole second round, but we'll name notable picks, and we'll kind of brush off the rest of the picks' cause we kind of left off with, what at twenty one we're at twenty one right now, so yeah we'll rest off the rest of the first round brush off. The rest of that, and then we'll name some notable picks and how they fit on their teams, and we'll we'll also give some grades as well to see what teams graded out pretty well, how well they did tonight. So we'll have like a little review at the end of the week, probably on you know probably I'll put put it out on Sunday or possibly Monday. Just bear with me because my time is always never my time. So okay. All right, so your host, uh Rob Morris. She listens to the Resonance Podcast. I'm out. Peace. <laughs>